Hi everyone, I'm Mark Cooper from Biva RE and welcome to this latest episode in our Rethink Energy podcast series. Um, in this series, we are discussing some of the most important and thought-provoking issues that are driving the global renewable energy transition. In this episode, we are discussing corporate sourcing of renewables, uh, with private businesses accounting for some 60% of global energy consumption, their role in the renewable energy transition and reversing climate change is going to be crucial. Joining me to discuss this is Kirsten Sturzaker, Sustainability Manager at Carton and United Breweries, or CUB for short. If you don't recognise the name, you will almost certainly know one of their brands, which include Victoria Bitter, Carton Draft, Corona and Budweiser. CUB has committed to source 100% of electricity from renewables by 2025 and Kirsten will talk to us about what's driving this, the benefits for CUB, how its renewable strategy is being rolled out and what are some of the challenges that have been overcome along the way. I really hope you enjoy this episode. Please check out other podcasts and content at rethink-energy.com and follow us on social media to join the debate. Welcome Kirsten. Hi, thank you for having me. I'm really looking forward to speaking with you today on our path to renewables and our sustainability agenda. Great. Thanks for making the time, Kirsten. Um, well, let's get straight into it then. Um, increasing numbers of corporations are sourcing renewables. Uh, I think a lot of us, um, who a lot of people who are listening in will be familiar with the RE100 group who have all committed to go 100% renewable. And as I mentioned in the um, intro, CUB itself is committed to source 100% of electricity from renewables by 2025. Um, so can you tell us a bit about why CUB is focusing on sustainability, um, particularly around um, energy and combating climate change? CUB here locally has a history going back 180 years. And if we we determined that if we really want to be around for the next 180 years and beyond, uh, that we need to build a company to last. And this is why now sustainability is the core of our business, because naturally, uh, beer comes from natural ingredients like barley. And Brewing beer also relies on a healthy environment and thriving communities. So this is why we're focusing on, one, reducing our carbon emissions across our value chain and also, as you mentioned, sourcing 100% of our purchased electricity for renewable sources. So what are some of those kind of key sustainability goals then, Kirsten? Uh, so we have four key sustainability goals. First off the rank is climate action, where we've committed by 2025 that 100% of our purchased electricity will be from renewable sources and also a 25% reduction in CO2 emissions across our value chain. Um, the 25% reduction specifically is a science-based target, uh, which has been approved by the Science-Based Targets Initiative, which means it is in line with the level of decarbonisation required to keep global temperature increases below 2 degrees Celsius compared to pre-industrial temperatures. Um, secondly, we've got our circular packaging goal, um, where 100% of our products will be in packaging that is returnable or made from majority recycled content by 2025. And this come down, comes down to working closely with our supply chain to improve recycled content levels in cans and glass, and also likewise reduces carbon emissions when you utilise more recycled content. Um, thirdly, we have water stewardship where 100% of our communities in high stress areas will have measurably improved water availability and quality. Locally here in Australia, we're lucky to have one of the most water efficient breweries of its type within the AB InBev 
markets, but we also work on initiatives such as CEB water cans for disaster relief, which provide free drinking water to communities who have had their water accessibility impacted due to a natural disaster. And then lastly, smart agriculture, where 100% of our direct farmers will be skilled, connected and financially empowered. Um, and this can include projects such as breeding and introducing new varieties of barley that can offer better yields, drought or disease tolerance, um, offering agronomist support or introducing new technologies. So there's energy there, there's packaging, there's water resources, there's um, agriculture. Uh, what was it about those those key areas? Why, why have you focused in, uh, on those in particular? We understand that these are critical to our company, um, but also where we can have the greatest impact. You would you would see from previous iterations that we're, this is a continuation of our work and we've always taken sustainability quite seriously. And these 2025 goals build on 10 years of ambitious sustainability work. I mentioned before that they will drive impact. So we've reviewed our entire value chain and targeted the four areas where we feel we can make the biggest impact for the world um, and also our company. And lastly, they will create value. So our goals aim to address risk and lower impact, but they will also create shared value for our partners and communities. And as an overall umbrella on top of that is that we're open to partnership and we believe that collective action um, on these goals can drive systematic progress in the beverage industry. And coming back to um, renewables um, in particular, what is it about um, sourcing of renewable energy um, and and the benefits for you uh, as a business? Uh, It really enables us to make progress on the climate action goal of reducing carbon emissions across our value chain, um, which is important as climate change is a pressing issue confronting our planet and can impact the natural resources we rely on to brew our high quality beers. Um, This also makes commercial and economic sense as a business, and we believe it helps further enable supply and availability of renewable electricity in Australia. And Kirsten, sort of how, what progress have you made today? How far um, along are you towards achieving your goal? Well, in 2018, we signed a 12-year power purchase agreement with Favor. The solar farm in Caradoc, where this is located, will provide 74,000 megawatt hours per year of renewable energy, which is enough to power 7,500 homes sourced from the farm in Victoria. Uh, CUB's partnership with Baywa will also create 300 jobs through construction opportunities for long-term employment through the solar farm's ongoing operation and maintenance. And along the way, it's a a long journey to moving to renewables and obviously towards achieving your your ultimate goal um, of uh, um, 100% um, renewable by 2025. I mean, what are some of the barriers, challenges um, along the way to achieving this target? For us here in Australia, it's really finding adequate supply of renewable electricity to purchase. And this is why we need to work locally with experts in this space, such as Bayvar, to ensure delivering this goal. And in terms of looking a bit further ahead, um, you know, we've talked about um, Caradoc and, and sourcing of power from, um, from that particular um, um, off-site solar installation. Um, what else has, has CUB got planned in terms of um, sourcing renewables and, and, uh, and helping it to reach that, that 2025 target? Well, throughout 2019, uh, this year, we'll also be installing solar panels on the roofs at each of our breweries in Cascade, located in Tasmania, Abbotsford, which is located in Victoria, and Yatla, which is located in Queensland. 
There's also three other main actions uh, within this space that we're concentrating on, which is exploring the use not just in our own breweries and operations of renewable electricity, but encouraging our suppliers to decarbonising. Also being more energy efficient, we're continually looking for ways to be more efficient and reduce our footprint. And then lastly, looking at new technologies and innovations to further adopt renewable energy use within our business. And CUB is obviously a you know, a big, well-known um, consumer brand. Do you think consumer brands are under kind of more pressure, have more to gain from pr- transitioning to renewables as kind of um, consumer um, demand for business to become more environmentally responsible kind of rises as well? I believe consumer brands have plenty to gain by focusing on sustainability and renewables. As an example, we've been able to utilise our global and local craft brands to reach and educate consumers surrounding sustainable practices and solutions. So, for example, Corona has engaged more than 100,000 consumers in volunteer cleanups and online signups through their Parlay for the Oceans program. Um, Budweiser, as you might have seen, announced that every Bud will be brewed with 100% renewable electricity by 2025. Um, And this is our aim to create movement amongst other companies and brands. Locally, Victoria Bitter has removed high cones from our cans uh, along with Carlton Draft and has had some great feedback from consumers. And this is part of our journey to also be 100% plastic free or utilise only recycled plastics by 2025 in our business. From a local craft brand's perspective, we have Four Pines within our portfolio who are also B Corp certified. So for most um, consumer goods sectors, a lot of their CO2 emissions are in their supply chain. Uh, I think for food and beverage, it's over 80%. Um, is, is CUB looking at its own supply chain and, and how um, how it can um, affect um, um, or reduce um, CO2 emissions within that as well? We are most definitely working across our supply chain very closely with our suppliers Um, This is across packaging, logistics, brewery operations and raw materials. We want to encourage our suppliers to come on the journey with us in reducing our carbon footprint um, as a business. So that might be looking at things um, such as renewable electricity adoption, increasing recycled content rates um, of the materials, etc., and there's a lot in the media about um, corporate sourcing of renewables um, and some of the big names, Google, Apple, Amazon, um, and the kind of front runners within the RE100. But the reality is that um, I think in 2018, whilst another record year for corporate sourcing, 13 and a half gigawatts um, was, was sourced from corporates, but it was around 20 corporations who were responsible for half of that total. Um, CUB is a, is a front runner, um, an early adopter. In terms of kind of getting the next wave of, of, of corporates onto sourcing renewables who are going to be crucial to, to kind of making a difference and, and really reversing or giving us a chance to reverse climate change, what advice would you give to them? I would definitely, the advice that I would provide to those corporations looking to make the transition is to be really focused on what goals you're targeting as an outcome and ensure that they're aligned across your business. Um, And also understand that partnerships are going to be required to be able to do this and that you need to have a, a very clear vision of what your longer term strategy and commitments are going to be in this space. 
Um, we signed a, a long-term power purchase agreement. Um, so likewise, um, you need to have that in consideration when making your own decisions. And for those corporations um, who are who are thinking about it or considering that transition, I mean, what 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 do you think are the kind of main benefits for them if if they are to make that move? From our perspective, it made commercial and economic sense as a business, and we also believe that it helped further enable supply and availability of renewables um, within our communities. Kirsten, that's great. Thanks ever so much for your time. Great, thank you. Um, we'll speak soon. Okay, that's us out of time. A huge thanks to Kirsten for sharing her thoughts and giving us some great insights into CUB sustainability strategy. I really hope you enjoyed this episode. Please check out other podcasts and content at rethink-energy.com. Look us up on social media. Thanks again and speak soon.